Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Caffeine Before Bed. I'm your host, Jackson Lecce, and I am hosting Primetime Kirk Cobain. Well, actually not. It's it's Dallas Brown again. Oh, uh, wow. Sean, Thank you. You're welcome. Also, Kirk Cousins, I thought. But Sorry, my bad. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Another, yeah. You got Clearly, me. you know football. Yeah, not not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, I actually had to look that up when, when you first talked about it. <laughs> and Sean will be joining us later. If he ever gets a chance to. If he gets a chance to, yeah. How was your week, Dallas? What what were you up to this week? My my week was or well, the week just started for me, but I don't I don't know how you measure weeks in Washington. But no, well, I haven't we haven't clear. talked to you since last week. So. Yeah, well it's you know, it's going good, just working, nothing nothing too exciting, just building cabinets. Yeah, how's the mahogany yeah. taste? It's it's delightful as usual. Yeah, it's got a slight nutty flavor to it with a bit of I don't know, a hint of blueberry maybe. Oh, wow. yeah, very, very, very technical. I've just been writing papers for class, so it's not been too exciting over That's, here either. That sounds it, incredibly time consuming. Not really. I can actually throw down if I'm if I have a good subject matter, I can throw down a fifteen hundred word essay in forty five minutes. So. Oh, that's nice. Well, you're you're a skilled human being, so that that helps. But yeah, Thank you. it's also kind of my major is media and communications professional writing, so it, help, it helps to be good at that. <laughs> you better be good at that one. In that particular that. field, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I did have to write a technical report, though, and that was an absolute slog and a half. When you I have hate. to write on, like, it's a business report re- reporting I... on recommending paint types as, like, an exercise. Oh, it's no. so stone dead boring. You have no idea. Yeah, that I did a technical comp class when I went to college for a little while, and that was the most boring class I ever took. I like creative writing. Yeah, and I'm not terrible at it, but I, I yeah, technical writing is mind-numbingly boring in every yeah. way. I'm a big, big creative writing guy. Yeah, uh, why? Well, yeah, but hence yeah. the word lock. Hence the word lock and yeah. noises.com. But. <laughs> You know, shameless plug in there. Yeah, I didn't know. It was integrated so seamlessly. So I kind of wanted to talk, because I I mentioned this to Sean, and since he's not here, I think we could talk about it, because he didn't seem as interested. But I wanted to talk to you about movies. What makes them good, and what makes them (laughs) kind of boring? Because I have some gripes against the current movie industry now. That is but, true. I was I was but, actually just talking about this yesterday with a friend. I watched the new Top Gun movie for the first time. Oh yeah, I haven't seen night. that. I heard that it was good. It is a brilliant movie. Like in a sea of crappy well let's just call them out Marvel movies. It was yep. nice to actually get a good movie. And I yeah. think yeah, there's a lot of reasons for it, but one of them is the constant politicizing agenda seeking of every single film that's what it's about now it's putting the messages above the art and i think it's part of the problem that's true that's my I, two actually, cents. I saw a meme about that the other day where, where they were talking about you know directors back in the day were like oh I, this is the masterwork that i've i've perfected over the last years and it's it's going to be art for art's sake and then now it's like oh we've taken all of the main characters of this beloved franchise changed their race and gender here you go yeah, that's basically all it is, and it's tragic. And it is tragic. All in the name of diversity, which is a weird concept to begin with. So yeah, because by by drawing attention to it, you make the problem worse. 
you exactly you you completely negate anything you're trying to do but it's all a a uh, moral posturing is really what it comes down to yeah virtue signaling and all that for no yeah. for no good reason but yeah for so where did reason. so you mentioned marvel movies and i'm probably of the same mind with you but where did you when when did you leave the mcu well it got bad after endgame endgame was a good movie and after that, I watched a couple of them. Like, I watched uh, Multiverse of Madness, which I hated. I watched the Spider-Man one. That one wasn't bad. I actually liked that one. And I watched a couple of the shows, and I didn't like any of them. So I just recently, like, if I see a Marvel movie coming out, my friends talk about it. Like, I'm not even going because it's going to be a bad movie. It's going to be the exact same plot that every single one has. So Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's super formulaic. But yeah, my, my, I actually... I didn't think Endgame was a great movie. I thought it was, I thought it was a mediocre movie at best. And I, just, I want, yeah. I wanted to see Spider Man the third one, but then I just I couldn't bring myself to watch it because I loved <laughs> the first two Spider Man movies. They were good. I enjoyed yeah. them. Yeah, they were. Good. I I liked the third one better than the second one. Quite honestly, really. I I've yeah. heard I heard good things about it, but you know everyone loves Tom Holland and Zendaya. If, if you don't, if you don't like sad movies, the end on the sad note, then probably don't watch it. But it's it is a good movie, and I, I like something that leaves you a little brings out uh, some of the all emotions. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, all all them feels. You know, gotta get a good yeah. cry in every now and then. Yeah, I so have not your... cried in a movie. In I don't a long think ever. I don't think I've ever cried during a movie. I have. I have cried once during a movie. What movie? It was How to Wait, Train Your Dragon oh. It's the third one. I because I adore those movies. The first one, so I have a funny story about this. The first movie, I, I have not seen very many movies in general. I grew up As around people that have seen, that like go to movies all the time, or very well versed in movies. I did not grow up in a movie-watching household, especially mm-hmm. as the oldest. Well, so that's uh, the same for me. Movies yeah. were strictly forbidden, as for the most part. We weren't forbidden. We just that just wasn't something we did. Yeah. Really. And the, the my funny story: I was like nine or ten, and I apparently I had been begging my dad to take me to see the very first Avengers movie, and I was like oh, okay. nine or ten at the time. <laughs> uh, and he's he doesn't like superhero movies in general. He's he he worked in Hollywood for a bunch of years. Very uh, well read and well rounded man. I love him dearly, but he's not a superhero movie guy. But he was a great father, and he he compromised, and he took his his little child to his see, nerd. yeah, his little child to see the this Avengers movie. And I was uh, I was one of the children that got scared easily as a child. Uh, so I, I, I still I get, I not, jump scares work on me so well. I I jump scare at every single opportunity. I'm the worst so to watch. I don't anymore, scared. but I used to be very like nightmare kind of stuff i would yeah that would happen yeah. to me all the time Same i way. grew out of it but yeah and so i didn't make it i made it to the scene where loki is he gets dropped out of the helicarrier yeah and yeah. then and then that was it i had to leave after that <laughs> so i didn't make it through there but that's really funny my my experience with how to train your dragon and i absolutely adore that series because the first time i saw it I saw it on a plane with no sound because someone else was watching it, which yeah. is ironically how I saw Prometheus. Um, but I was like also seven or nine at the time. And I thought it was a terrible movie, partially yeah. because I only saw bits and pieces of it. 
and I didn't have sound. Prometheus? And then I, like, no, how to train your oh, dragon. Tra- yeah, yeah, I got you, got you. I'm never going to go back and see Prometheus. But then years later, probably a good five or six years later, I, I actually went and saw it with this, like, presupposition that I was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it, and it was phenomenal. I loved the music. It was well-written. It had good family dynamics. It wasn't pushing an agenda. Great voice acting. Oh, it was fantastic. And then I also I actually read the books behind it. It's a 12-book series. It's a kid series, but... Okay, it, I didn't was, know that. I've never seen the movies either, so I don't... Okay, I highly recommend them. The first one is the best one. The second one is almost as good as the first one, and the third one is almost as good as the second one. Well, that's not bad for a... Gee. Especially way. for because the third one came out like a decade after the first one or more. Yeah, that's it was a long time. But that was a brilliant series, and because I had I had seen the movies, I'd read the books. There were TV shows that came out, and I watched all those. I was I loved the world, and I loved the characters so much. And then the third one, spoiler warning for those of you that haven't seen it, does have like a goodbye sequence at the end, which is brilliant. And I wouldn't have had it end another way. But, you know, you've been invested in this world for so long. Yeah. That, that brought a, a healthy tear to my eye. That, that, for me, then the closest I've getting to crying, I have the same feeling as for the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. Those, I don't know if you've seen them. Those movies are absolutely brilliant. I, yeah, those are my favorite movies by far. That and the Batman trilogy. So, funny story about those. I have read the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit multiple okay. times. I'm, I love, Tolkien is great, great. and despite people Tolkien's saying the best. that... That he's really wordy and he talks too much about trees and stuff. I actually really enjoy no, those books. No, like, I, I, I just recently read Lord of the Rings for the first time and I was blown away. I love the book. Like, yeah, he's it was one of those things. Yeah, it was one thing that made me appreciate the movies even more because of how well they did with the movies to the books, even though it was different. So that's actually one of the biggest praises the Lord of the Rings has ever got. It's faithful and yet it's still brilliant. Yeah, and it, it changes a lot of things, but it changes them in a good way. It's not just for action sequences. Right, which, yeah. which I appreciate. But yeah. so I've had friends growing up that would live and die by the movies. Like the books, they didn't even read the books until I made one of them read the books. But they, were, they would live and die by the movies. So I've only, I was forced to watch the first one. Oh, okay. Because I'm That's a big, the... I was a big reader growing up. And so I loved <laughs> having these images in my head, right? But I didn't want the, the movies to replace that. Yeah. And so I would read the books, and then I finally watched the first one like two years ago, I think, or a year and a half ago, or something like that. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. And then that was, it was fine. But I also haven't seen all three, so I haven't seen. Oh, how okay. It oh, it gets better and better. Those, yeah, because I've heard you... that, that they just keep just stacking yeah, it up. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. And then if you watch the extended editions, those, which that, that extends the first movie, I think, by an hour, extends the second movie by an hour and a half, and then the third one is four and a half hours long. Yeah, so it's I watched the first one as, long. The, as the yeah. extended. But. It's worth it, yeah. The, the thing that stuck, like, about the books, the Lord of the Rings books, the thing that stuck out to me most for some weird reason is the way it transitioned from starting out as Frodo's story, at least for their part of the story, and it turns into Sam. And I happened, like, without me even noticing that all of a sudden, like, oh, we're reading this from Sam's point of view instead of Frodo's, and that was, like, so wild to me, because then it kind of made, oh, Sam's the main character of this, not Frodo. Yeah, and or, like, you're coming, you're watching this from Sam's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the coolest thing is he made an entire language for it. I know. Elvin is actually no. a thing, and that's so yes. cool. 
four, four, four albums, languages. Yeah, oh well, yeah, he did make four, yeah. but Elvin was the was the big one. Yeah. The coolest thing though is that he has supplementary books. This so I've for yeah. those of you that don't I, know, I don't even know if you if you know this does. I actually have written the rough draft of a book and a half. Okay. Awesome. So I have I have some experience with writing and world building. It's not good yet. <laughs> I have to go back and do some wild edits at some point, maybe if I get around to it at some point. But I have kind of some a look into world building and what you have to go mm-hmm. into. How Tolkien does it is absolutely gobsmackingly fantastic. It's amazing. so thorough and he covers so much time with his history and it's so detailed. It is it, absolutely it is incredibly I I read this so so early and I'm not actually finished with it yet, but it is just it's good. Yeah, my brother Andrew, who's been here, um he has read this really and he enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Not a huge cool. so his contemporary Luther also wrote fiction, which I have also read. Okay. And it's not right. nearly as good. In my the only opinion. That, Some people the only like that, it. Yeah. The only one that comes close in to Tolkien is C.S. Lewis, and in my opinion, still not even. Oh, Luther, Lewis, you're right. Not Luther. I was wrong. You're right. Oh, oh you met Lewis. Okay. I, I had my, my L's mixed up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, but it, it doesn't. Have you read the Space Trilogy? The space, no, uh-uh. Okay, it's, it's Lewis. Okay. What, yeah, no, what have you read of? Oh, Narnia. Um, that's the big one. Narnia. Yeah, that's that's what I've seen, and it's it's a cool story, but it's not. I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd first, and then Star Wars is probably second. I I love Lord of the Rings. Big it's Star just... Wars guy. Yeah, big Star Wars guy. That would be. Yeah. I the used amount... to be a big Star Wars guy. The amount of Swift Lords that Sith Lords I can name is entirely embarrassing. But all right, give it to us. Oh no! You're not, oh, not going to make me. Let's see. Oh, there's Darth Plagueis the Wise, there's Darth oh, Palpatine, yes. there's Darth Vader, there's... Not Darth Palpatine, Darth Sidious, there's Darth Maul, there's Darth Bane, there's Darth Revan, there's Darth Malak, there's Darth Malgus, there's... I could come up with more, but I think I'll stop there, you get the point, I got a problem. Okay. Alright, so here's the f- the most interesting, tiny little detail about Star Wars that I know. What was Qui-Gon's age in the movies? In, in the movies, I think it's 60s-ish. Mm, he's 42. Okay. Which is just this weird random detail that I know. I don't. That's weird because yeah, okay. Yep. And got got it stabbed by a double bladed sword. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I used that, to be a, a used to be a big Star Wars guy, and then I kind of then it became what Marvel became mm-hmm. for me. It's becoming the it just same became thing. formulaic and yeah. Once I'm, once the sequels came out, I was yeah. The sequels was the sequels angered me to no degree, but. And then I was kind of out of it, and then I watched The Mandalorian. That show was phenomenal. I was unimpressed. I felt like it was How dare you. like B-tier. How dare you? That is it was the, fine. It's the second greatest Star Wars show there is. How dare you? What it, okay, here's the, that's the big question. What's the greatest one? Clone Wars, obviously. Yes, that's, that's the correct answer. Clone Wars yeah. was fantastic. And yeah, it's becoming the same thing. I saw they released an Andor show, and I watched the first episode of that. And I watched the—they're doing like a mini series of Tales of the Jedi or something that's actually half decent. So, did you see Kenobi? Yeah, that was. Was it good? There were, I heard there it was things mediocre. that didn't. It was yeah, it was made. I mean, it wasn't bad. But it wasn't good. It was there was some good stuff, some good nostalgia. It was. I didn't yeah, like I... the way they ended it, but other than that, it was it was pretty good. I feel like. That's the problem with one. I won't say the problem, but a problem with 
modern media is there's this push towards making franchises either remaking them entirely mm-hmm. which we talked about earlier but or turning them into tv shows exactly like amazon just did with lord of the rings and that was which i heard movie. was painfully mediocre it was <laughs> it's something fun to watch because they're swords but that's basically it <laughs> yeah which is so sad, and I understand because I, I actually looked. I looked into it a little bit because I haven't seen it myself, nor am I interested yeah. in seeing it. Uh, but I looked into it because I wanted to know what people thought because you know it's the biggest budget show of all time. But I looked into it, and the reason why one of the reasons I won't say the reason one of the reasons why it was mediocre was for rights issues. They only had rights to super specific things. Yeah. And so they couldn't and go then, into stuff about other things. And then they so. changed the basis of the characters. They changed their motivations. They changed their personalities entirely. See, I and didn't know that. So frustrating. And it was just bad writing. They write themselves into quarter, corners and then had to bumble their way out of it and it was clumsy art. Like they write themselves in a corner and then they'd be like, oh, crap, we're in a corner. Uh, and then this happened and then this happened and then, then here goes the rest of the story. And that was the oh, kind science. of writing it was. And it was. It was tragic. Yeah. It drove me crazy. Yeah. So what is your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time. Yes. I've seen... So this is, this is my problem with, with favorite movie of all time. I've seen good ones, and then I can't remember when I, like, when I go <laughs> back to them. I would honestly say my favorite movie of all time is probably How to Train Your Dragon, the first one. Okay. That is that is that, just absolutely a masterwork of yes. of everything. I'm also a big. I grew up learning a lot of. I took piano for ten years, choir for twelve okay. years. I can read music. I can sing. I can play piano. So nice. I I grew up, and also my mother worked in. Uh, she was in musical theater. She toured internationally, uh, choreographed the, for the Rockettes in Radio City. Big big. Uh, very talented woman in many respects. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a a musical background, to say the least. So I grew up listening to Wicked. I listened to, you know, other Broadway shows and soundtracks. Oh yeah. And so then when I when you go and you watch How to Train Your Dragon, the visuals are brilliant, and the story is brilliant, and the music is absolutely phenomenal. It does. That's, That's actually one of my th- favorite things to talk about is music and visual arts because music on your uh, on its own can evoke more emu- emotion than a still image. I would argue. Absolutely, and I, I think it depends on the person. But oh, 100%. for me, in my, entirely, in my opinion, it's music. I I get more moved by music in a in a church service than I will ever will by preaching. Right. Like but that sort of thing. That's, that's I would get me. moved to action yeah. maybe more by my preaching. But yes, as far as just sure. images, if you see yeah. an image mm-hmm. or you hear music, there's a great, um, a great piano piece that I, that I love. It's my favorite piano piece of all time. It, so the first time I showed it to my mother, right? No mm-hmm. words, no visuals, no nothing brought her to tears because it's so beautiful. But that's the thing. Because still image has power, for sure, emotional power. Music has more, I would argue. But then mm-hmm. when you put them together, it is just brilliant. Oh, yeah. my goodness. 
It's so you can see a scene with acting, and it's fun, and, that's, and it has effect. And then you add that score to it, and it just tears you apart. That's yeah, the for sure. Like that's one of the reasons Lord of the Rings is so good too. Back to that again. But yeah, one other the one <laughs> the weird movie for me that the soundtrack makes it, and it's not really beautiful. It's just good. It's just fun. Is Guardians of the Galaxy. That is true. I dislike like, that movie. You, you're I probably like, not into that type. Are you in like I like the old classic song? I, I have nothing stuff. against those those songs. Yeah. Just the movie in general seemed super empty. Like it was so. Well, that's the problem with most movies, but right. And so that's day. what that's yeah. why I agree. So like the music itself used yeah. in the movie wasn't bad. Like mm-hmm. it helped the movie. It was fine. I just think the overall story was super formulaic and weak. Yeah, well, that's how they all got, and they're basically comedies at this point. And oh yeah, every there's no good. serious. Good for all, everyone has to that's, be quipping and yeah, you know and making jokes. No one's serious and and dramatic anymore. It's all just if everyone's just, uh, not cracking wise cracks at people all the time, then you know what's the point of watching a movie? Yeah, exactly, and that's why I like Infinity War so much because that one had some love too, and they did something different for the ending, and it was like, oh crap. That was where, like, that's Infinity War is the greatest Marvel movie. Because it's like... Infinity War. That one was good. That's the one where all the the good guys turn into dust. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. My favorite... Oh, see, I liked... I did like the the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And I will argue that he is the best overall Spider-Man. But the Andrew Garfield, the first Amazing Spider-Man... Was yeah. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit actually. The second was one was yeah. was mediocre at best, but the first one I enjoyed it. Yeah, have you watched the uh, Into the Spider Verse movie? It's a it's the I have one. that was good. I enjoyed that's that. a really good movie. Yeah, that was see that's an example of people using a it was not formulaic, but it was close, like it was predictable. Yeah, but they did so many new things. That it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was it was a unique unique movie and it was really really good. I they're coming out with the second one. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I saw that. I was really I'm really excited about that. I'm definitely gonna go see that one. But yeah, was, we'll see how bad they screwed up. That's true. Well, the other yeah. thing that I have is because, partly because I'm poor and partly because I haven't grown up seeing movies. I also would rather rent a movie or like watch it with somebody. Then go out and spend twenty bucks to go watch a movie that may or may not be good. Exactly, it's going to the movie theater is impractical. I still do it occasionally, but it's yeah. It That's sucks. the other thing. I don't have anyone to watch movies with, so either well, yeah. I go by myself or with my mother or something, or <laughs> or I don't go at all. So I I most of the time just don't. I was in all. that boat for a long time. I'm no longer in that boat, but I know you and usually it's the other way around. It's just she. The wife wants to go see a movie, and I'm like, I don't want to go see this. You can go see it with your sisters, and then she'll go and she'll be like, Yep, it sucked. You were right, and I'll be like, ah, Gotcha. <laughs> you were like, Give me back my twenty bucks. <laughs> oh, good. My well, my one of my favorite movies is Inception. Have you seen that? I have seen Inception. That is a very it's a, it's, it's it's not a polarizing movie, which is really interesting. You, know. you either love it or you think it's fine. Which yeah. is really unique, but go on and go on and explain why. The end, why the last scene just drives me crazy to this day. Oh, with the with the at you the don't top. know if it fell or not. Yeah, oh, yeah, you don't know if it fell or not. That's that one. That's what makes that good. My favorite comedy movie is probably 
and you're going to laugh at this, and I don't care. It's either Central Intelligence or Mean Girls. Okay, I've seen part of Central Intelligence, like the first third, and I've seen Mean Girls. And I I watched me, my wife talked me into watching Mean Girls, and I was skeptical, and then when the line about guns to shoot dinosaurs and homosexuals, I died laughing, and from that moment on, I'm all about Mean Girls, man. That's... Fair enough, fair enough. That's, that's respectable. That is, that's, I, yeah, I don't care what people think. That's a good movie. Yeah, let's see. That's comedies? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen... I am a hard nut to crack when it comes to comedies. <laughs> I, have a, I have a cheap, twisted sense of humor, so it's not hard to make me laugh about dumb stuff. So I well, it, it depends. That's the other thing, too, because I'm lonely and sad and I don't have... Oh, people to watch movies with. that's what makes funny things so much better if you should yeah. you see a meme you'll smile at it maybe yeah. and if you show it to somebody you got you can both laugh so if that's i see cool. a movie or like watch a comedy yeah. thing if that's you why laugh, you send you get a laugh really at, yeah if you if, if you, you get a laugh out of me that's huge yeah. but you know, <laughs> when you watch something with people then you're just absolutely cackling you see him laugh and then you, yeah it's a, it's a great it's a great time yeah. We're coming for you, Joe Rogan. Ah, right. I <laughs> wish, but we've been doing this for, this is our fifth week, so. Mm-hmm. Which is great. So here's the thing that I want to talk to the listeners about for a second, because I personally, as the host and the person who organizes and edits and produces this, I am thrilled that you guys listen to this and enjoy it. Granted, the listenership has been falling off over the last few weeks, and that's fine. I don't expect everyone to stick around. But I do appreciate everyone listening, because it's so cool to be able to create something and see people listen to it and enjoy it and come back. That's what's really cool. The other cool thing is that there are some of you who listen from all over the world. We have people from Belgium, from Somalia from Indonesia, and I think that's just the coolest thing, because I grew up and live around the same area of the world. I have traveled all over, but I, I think it's moved. super cool. Oh, shut up. You you moved to Ohio. <laughs> but I think that's cool. <laughs> so I just want to say that. Yeah, you moved, you moved to the back rooms of America. Yeah. And I, I think it's cool, too, because my wife and my friends are already over me and all my crap, so now I can go spoil spew it on someone else. So thank you to every viewer for listening. See, we don't ask for your donations. Brain. We just appreciate that you put up with us. Yeah, this is just a venting place for me to, to sit up late at night wondering how I'm going to make it to work the next day and then, and then somehow do it. Yep. That's how it, that's how it be sometimes, man. You just, you just lay in. That's honestly something that we, that we should talk about for at least a little bit. The, the interesting dynamic between day and night and like how it affects you. Because during the day, especially when you're younger, you can like not be scared of things. And then at night, all of a sudden, everything's scary. Or during the day when you're a teenager or like a young adult, you're fine. And then at night when you're just laying in bed and you just stare up at the ceiling and you're just really sad and lonely. Well, I think it's my theory on this has been that it is it's the simplest version of the fear of the unknown because people don't like to not know. That scares the crap out of them. And your sight being taken away is you not knowing. And I think that's why it scares a little kid is because you don't know what's there anymore. There's I would, I would partly here. agree with you. I'd say that that's part of it. I would honestly say that because of how the world is made, you know, God is God is light, and evil is darkness, and so evil things happen in the dark. Darkness sure. is yeah. 
you know, irremovably related to evil. And so there, there are bad things that happen Absolutely. at night in the dark. And so I think that's yeah. part of it. I do think that it's partly fear of the unknown. But I also think that that's, that's part of it. I think there's more to I it would not that. disagree with that. Which actually brings up a good point, because you talked about jump scares earlier. I think I am not a horror guy. I don't play horror I games. Hate, I no. don't play. I don't watch horror movies. I would, I would watch, watch horror, horror movies if if I had someone to cuddle with, but I don't, so I don't. I, I um, wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't want to cuddle with someone. I'd be like, "Don't touch me." I'm too freaked out right now to do anything. Fair enough. But I think that the concept of making horror is really interesting to see what. I also like analyzing people and trying to and figuring them out. I can actually. I've actually figured out how to get a basic grip on people on like what they like and don't like and how they think based on Mm -hmm. how they walk which is really interesting but aside from that i think it's super interesting to think to see how horror works and how uh, people get scared and why it's scary and one of the most interesting things that i've come across you know studying this i say studying in in a non-academic sense i just kind of look stuff up uh, is that there are a few intrinsic fears and everything else is taught fear of the unknown and fear of the dark which kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier and fear of loud noises these are the two intrinsic <laughs> fears of man which is why whenever you go up to somebody and you go ah or you, or you know there's a jump scare and it, it has this loud grating noise that's why it works because people are intrinsically afraid of loud noises which i think is fascinating okay. Yeah. So what about when you get someone just standing behind them and you wait till they turn around? That's, I would argue that's part of fear of the unknown. They didn't know that you were there and then all of a sudden you are there. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm the best person to get with a jump scare. That's for sure. And I think that's my biggest problem with horror is I can't get out of my head. Someone came up with this and they came up with it purely for the purpose of terrifying people to their wits end. And I can't like... It's strange to me that someone, it makes me think about, wow, how messed up is it that they can come up with this? Which, I'm not one to talk because I can come up with the same messed up thing, but that's where I can't get past it with horror movies is because of that concept of someone came up with this mess. That actually goes back to, I believe it was was either Aristotle or Plato that came up with this. I believe it was Aristotle, I think. I could be be wrong, but it's one of the two. Uh, They came up with the idea of catharsis. That in order to live a good and fulfilling life, you need to purge negative emotions sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that would be fear, fear was, yes, Aristotle. Okay. Uh, and so fear is one of those negative emotions, which is why people enjoy horror movies, because they like that feeling of fear, so they can, they can do that. But I, like I personally yeah. am not a horror. I don't enjoy being scared. I like I to see how it works, but I don't enjoy being in the middle of it. I, See, I so I'm a guy that loves knowing things because, you know, trauma. And I, I like to be at least know what's going on so I can know how to react to it. Yeah. But yeah. And I so, get that yeah. the, when I sit down in a movie, I want to have a good time. I want to enjoy something. And if I, when I'm terrified, I can't enjoy it. And that, that's part. And like, it's a plays on my anxiety too. Like, I hate what, like, the biggest thing for me, struggle for me, is not to fast forward in the movie to see what happens. And so the horror movie really plays on that for me. And so I think it's purely because when I seek a movie, it's for enjoyment. It's not to face something. Because I do love fear. But usually in the sense of action. 
That's like, that's fair. Like the one the one time I kind of realized it was kind of weird. It's like I enjoy the feeling of 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 danger and risk, whether it be dirt biking or rock climbing or something like that. That feeling when your hand slips and your heart starts pounding. It's I like that. Which maybe yeah, that's that, messed that up. Adrenaline rush. I don't think so. I love the adrenaline rush. Like that's which is what one of the, the reasons kind of fear I like. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to become a pilot and why I joined the Air Force. Because when you're in a plane and you're on the runway and you throw down the throttle and there's that feeling of power and you can fly, it's like, this is something that I am not... Kind of like with dirt parking. You know, I don't yeah. normally run through the forest and over jumps and through the air at 50 miles an hour. That's not something I can naturally do. <laughs> and so then being able to do that and like same thing with speed. The fastest I've gone, and I, this is already past, you know, whatever it is, the statute of limitations. So you can't come after me for this. Is uh, fastest I've gone was back when I owned a BMW. I went 137 miles per hour. That's fast. And it's just, you know, when the car, you know, it's a fl- it's a fl- inline six. You know, the car is okay. just absolutely flat out, and you're just burning. And it was straight pipe. It sounded brilliant. Ooh, but you're just beautiful. I would flying, flying down the road at, in crazy. the night, and it's that feeling of speed and power, <laughs> which is that's like yeah, dude. I love. What's that? Is that a five thirty five? No, it was a three twenty three. Three twenty three i. Okay, gotcha. It was the I worst didn't... BMW. Not ever made, <laughs> but I had. I love BMWs. I think they're super cool, dude, and I German love the cars older ones. The bomb. Yeah. German cars are fantastic, but the problem that I had with that was I didn't know before I bought it that it was the one engine block model that they only made for like three or four years because it was terrible. (laughs) Um, And so I owned it. I bought it for $3,000. I spent $8,500 on maintenance. Yep, that's in like a year and a half. All my friends have had BMWs. That's they just said it's a constant money sink because you can never. And then I I sold it for two thousand. So it was not great. That's fun. I enjoyed it. I loved every second of it. It was a shaky, rattly, loud mess. One hundred and thirty-seven. That's great. I have never gone. The fastest I've gone is not in a vehicle. It's on a dirt bike or a snowmobile. I was gonna say, were you falling from the sky or something? (laughs) No, the fastest I've gone in a vehicle is one hundred and ten. Okay. But I, I've gone 115 on a snowmobile, and I've gone right around on a 105. snowmobile? I didn't know they could go that fast. Oh, they yeah, 130s, they're where they top out. Wow, that's as fast as my car. Yeah, it's Jeez. fast. When, but when, see, that's when the, the wind is ripping around you, it's a whole different kind of fast, too. I well, don't, that's the other thing. Like, I totally yeah. get that, because uh, we used to go to on vacations in eastern Washington, and yeah. we'd go on lakes with jet skis, right? And 25 miles an hour on a jet ski and 25 miles an hour on a car are very different experiences. <laughs> yeah. When you hit 50, so the, those jet skis would top out at like 55 miles an hour. Okay, that's but It's But it feels freaking quick. It, feel, it feels great. And then when you wipe out at that speed, it hurts a lot more. Yeah, I have a great story about wiping out on a tube. Do you have any tubing experiences oh, or water? I do. Water I, had, I had a recent one. And I'll, I'll, I'll just run it through your right. So my buddy had a bachelor trip. He lives down in Tennessee, so I went down to Tennessee and I went went out on the lake. He has a boat and we went tubing. I tried water skiing for the first time and it was brutal. I did not know that water could cause chafing, but it can. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember I wiped out and when I got done, 
I climbed up back on the boat, and he's like, I don't know how in the world you did it, but you wiped out twice, because what I did was, I fell backwards, and I hit the water, and I went under the water, and I bent, like, backwards all the way. It was really painful, and for some reason, my hand, I let go of the rope, but my hand got caught in it, so then it just yanked me all the way up back through the water into the air, and I did a face plant, and that was very uncomfortable. Nice. That's That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and then when we did actually end up doing some tubing, I was on the tube with a friend of mine who had had knee surgery two weeks ago. He That's a brilliant was in idea. A skiing, yeah, it was. He was in a skiing accident, ACL meniscus, complete reconstructive knee surgery, and he was out there in a tube, which was stupid. But he, they pulled a stunt where they go around you and around you and around you until you're in like a whirlpool. Yep. Yep, yep. And then they, then they shoot it, you had it out of it straight, and it was absolutely terrifying because the amount of slack in the line was haunting. Yeah. And you just hurt. see it just whipping across the water as, as the slack gets taken out, and you just... And you're like, oh, oh no. Today is the day I die. Yeah. So, so what's your story about tubing? So this, I haven't tubed in probably, oh, I don't know, eight years or something like that. Maybe not quite that much. Um, but it has been an absolute hot second and a half since I've tubed. Because the last time I tubed... I was on a tube with a a family friend of mine that Mm -hmm. was not a man. And so, you know, I'm probably 13 and 14 at the time. And the guy that was driving the boat knew that I was very competitive. And so he knew that I wasn't going to tell him to slow down because there was a girl on. And she was also very competitive. And so he also (laughs) knew that she wasn't going to tell him to slow down because I was on. And so he got it in the, he said he had also spent the entire trip setting this up because he wanted to flip me really bad. Uh, so he set it up and then, you know, we're probably doing 35 and then he absolutely whips it around the court. You know, like when you're doing 35 in a straight line, it's fine. But when you're doing 35 and he hits a curve and you just go slanging off yeah, the You're off the going end. faster than 35. Yeah, you're, you're going, doing a lot more than that. I don't know but, what the math is, but. Yeah, I'm not going to do physics, but you're doing doing pretty quick. Yeah. And so what happened was I was on the outside, I believe, but we hit a wave just perfectly so that the side I was on, or no, I was on the, I was on the inside. So she was on the outside. So the side that she was on ate it and don't like just nose dove into the water and went from doing like 50 to zero in about (sighs) 0.3 seconds. And so I got yeeted, and she just she just ate it. But mm-hmm. I I went I just I remember this very vividly because I saw Skywater 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 slap because I was I was doing cartwheels and I, but like instead of cartwheels where your your face is facing outward, I was facing like up and down. So oh, I was like it was like handsprings but with my face. That's that's unfortunate. And I was <laughs> sore for the rest of the day after that. that, was, that I was don't. Awesome. Yeah, I was. Yeah, after my experience, it was sore for many, many moons. Yeah. yeah, I have not tried water skiing. I I do downhill ski, but I have not tried water skiing. I've heard it's an water skiing is 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 a lot of fun. It's not easy, but I had a harder time water skiing than I did learning how to snow ski, which I love skiing. But yeah, skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. I I I want to try snowboard, but I haven't one of those things where i go and i'm like okay i'm gonna try snowboarding this time and then i shell out 200 bucks and i'm like i just spent 200 dollars. maybe i don't want to spend that to be sitting on my butt all the time. <laughs> yeah uh because when i was younger we would live we lived in a town uh out in washington called snoqualmie 
And oh. it's a beautiful little town. I love it dearly. It's one of the prettiest places on earth. Uh, but it's also only about 45 minutes from said Snoqualmie Pass, which is brilliant. And so my mother is a lovely woman, and I love her dearly, because growing up, she and my father started a school. And this is, yes, I promise this is important to the story. So they started a school for me because they knew that Christian education is very important. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so they started a school. And it's actually still running to this day. It graduated their last senior class in the spring, which is very exciting. Uh, that nice. We are no longer affiliated with it because I was there in kindergarten, and then I wasn't there in first grade because we didn't have enough kids for a first grade class. So my mother said, all right, I'm going to homeschool this mother yucker. And so homeschooled I was. Uh, and I also have three younger brothers, and they were also homeschooled all at the same time. That's so, why you're so successful is because you're homeschooled. Homeschoolers are the best. I was so I was only homeschooled up through eighth grade, and then I went to a private school uh, for high school. But oh. because we were homeschooled, I was able to go skiing with my father on Thursday nights. So nice. we had we would have a season pass. Me and my dad for a bunch of years, and then me, my dad, and my and Andrew um, for a bunch of years after that. And we would just go up every Thursday night, and we would ski. <laughs> and so that's that is that's pretty awesome. Of, it's part of my memories with with that my makes dad. Me very, and my very jealous. Yeah, I would. And, I and I can't do any skiing anymore because I live in the flatlands. So yeah, you do live in Iowa. Well, when you come out, so Sean. Oh, this would actually be great. We should we should do this. So Sean's coming up in like June for Andrew's graduation. You should yeah. trip out here too. Are, is, is that at the same time that they're going on their trip to Alaska too? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Where's that later? Uh, who's going on a trip to Alaska? Oh, uh, Sean. My family is for his graduation trip. Oh, I think this is a different point. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I should I should bomb up if I had you the should, money. You should totally come on up. You guys well, could bomb down here and we could go to Applebee's, hang out at Walmart, and then do nothing. That sounds like the typical Ohio party night. It really is. So I actually do have family in Dayton. So oh, sweet. How far away? Uh, yeah, it's, it's reasonably close by. Yeah. But yeah, you should you should come out sometime if you can. I'll I be really, I would love summer. to. I would love to be in Washington at some point. I'm, it'll have to happen again. So it it has hills. It goes when, up and down. When yeah, I I'm familiar. I was once in a place where there was hills. Believe it or not, I haven't forgotten them yet. And the one tree. And yes, the, the knowledge of New Mexico is frighteningly <laughs> limited. But we will we will just leave that where it is. And I have. Let's see. Have I been to New Mexico? I have actually. Back when I was five or so, I had okay. some family that got married in New Mexico. Oh wow, that's a we good road place trip. Place. We road trip from Texas. Okay, from uh, Wichita Falls, Texas, all the way to like the middle of New Mexico. Yeah, Albuquerque. Yeah, I don't actually remember where it was, but I was too young to remember. Yeah, well, it's fine. But you can come back, and you you, you will. The nice thing about New Mexico is the fact that you actually get to see the sun sometimes and it's not raining 24-7. That's my see, favorite thing. Yeah, actually, that is kind of funny you mentioned that because we're actually not the rainiest city even in the States. Oh. But yes, we do get the, we do get the, the stereotype thing. Yeah. Although that, that wedding when I was in New Mexico was the wedding I was a flower girl at, fun fact. Well, isn't that sweet? What was um, it like being a flower girl? I mean, I was five... So, Did you get to use the women's restroom? Uh, I mean, I don't remember. So, 
don't know. The only thing I've been in a wedding besides a groom is a groomsman, so. So I actually have never been in a wedding since then. I'm going to be in my first wedding because all of my friends decided to get engaged this year. Um, That's fun. I'll, I'm the last one in my friend group, too, so. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll feel you there, you know. <laughs> Shut up. You're already married, and you don't have a house. Sean, <laughs> Sean would be appreciative if I said Yes, Sean will, Sean will appreciate that. That was, that was the one thing my wife said after she listened to the podcast. She was like, why in the world does he insist it's not your house? What does he have? It's the one thing he claimed to, and he he would appreciate me saying that for his sake. Yes. What, what, a, uh, what a guy. I have Ann Campbell and two monitors, so and a car. I do own the car. Oh, nice. But, that's that's nice. I'm selling my pickup. I'm done with bad gas mileage, so. Yeah, I used to have a pickup. He does 93 Ford Ranger. That's that's a baby pickup. Ninety three, sorry, ninety eight. <laughs> it is, but my dad wouldn't let me have an F one fifty, so I bought it with oh, my own oh. money at oh, fourteen. There you go. Nice. So. At least at least you bought it with your own money, you know. I did, yeah, and then I sold yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sold it to buy the BMW. <laughs> <laughs> what do you drive now? I drive a Hyundai Tiburon, a two thousand eight. Okay. It's a great little. You can look it, it up. It's it's a great little two door coupe. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's very light. It's yeah, very underpowered. Is, it's a little, but, little bit, yeah. It's what, it's what, it's what sporty looking that? boy, but yeah, it's we're we're trying to. I actually have it. I work with a tuner on it sometimes, so we're looking okay. to tune it. We've already I've already reprogrammed the ECU on it, but okay, gotcha. Yep, done a little work to it. That's such a nice little car. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I I needs power. It's so so underpowered. You can put your foot to the floor and you feel it a little bit, but really not much. <laughs> Dallas, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on, and I hope you have a lovely okay. night with your wife. Thanks. So. You 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 too. Oh wait, I'm sorry. All <laughs> right, all right, get out of here. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening and tuning into this. We really do appreciate it, uh, and we will be back next week. We might put out a little mini episode uh, on Friday or sometime this weekend. We'll see how that goes. But we w- episodes will continue to come out on Wednesdays as normal. Quick point of housekeeping as we finish up. We had to do a little bit of rebranding. So uh, Lechi Studios is now Thinking Noises on Instagram. I know that there's been a lot of rebranding. I've been been talking with people and working through a bunch of stuff on that. So appreciate your patience with that. If you are interested in updates or other media, Thinking Noises on Instagram uh, and Twitter, Thinking Noises underscore on Twitter. Uh, I won't be very active on Twitter because I don't like Twitter because it's not a, not a great place. But just thought I would throw that out there for you guys. Uh, more content, just my own personal content is on thinkingnoises.com, but, uh, so you can find more information there or on, on the Instagram page. But with that being said, uh, we appreciate you and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening.